Hello, we're the Sticky Button Boys. I'm Thelma. And I'm Louise. Welcome back to the 50th episode of our podcast. Can you believe we're still going? Anyway, if you've not been listening, we've been spending our summer back in 2012. Yes, the Olympics are in London, Obama's still president, and John Waite is about to mangle his hand in a food processor. Ugh, spoilers, David. In case you've missed it, though, we are re-watching Series 3 of The Great British Bake Off, and this week is Puddings Week. Didn't they just do Dessert Week? Yes, they did. And isn't pudding basically a dessert? Yes, it is. So they're repeating themselves? Yes, they are. Is it even worth watching this? Let's let the listeners decide. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Okay, so Puddings Week. Can Do- I just say first of all, Michael, 50th episode. 50. You're looking great for 50. <laughs> <laughs> this has flown by. I actually have to say I love doing this podcast and podcasts are really easy. It turns out no work. No, no time. I mean, spent. you write the scripts. Alex does the editing, but dear listeners, you do attend. We, we <laughs> do attend, and also Michael and I are almost perfect. Barely, Alex does any editing at all. He like crops a bit at the start and the end, but otherwise, this is what you're hearing now is just how me and Michael do it. Exactly. There's no, <laughs> there's never any cross talk. We don't talk over each other. Nope. We're always bang on the point. We don't go on tangents. We don't go. We don't go off for a poo halfway through. It does happen on occasion. And there are some bits that Alex has taken out just because what well, shouldn't be shouldn't be listened to really by the public. And I don't know how we actually managed to edit around like the laughing bouts that we have. <laughs> we, you do as well. No, I'm actually very professional. Mine's more time. wheezy, but we still do both of <laughs> them. There's a, there's a specific noise that you make that we know when we we've gone off now. You yeah. kind of go like, <laughs> it's like a little bit of a wheeze that starts my laugh. I'm tra- it's kind of trying not to laugh, and it just comes out as a wheeze. <laughs> 50 episodes though i don't think we thought we'd make it to 50 no we're just gonna keep on going i think we'll just keep rumbling on until they tell us to stop (laughs) (laughs) who's they love productions already have they tried um right let's get on to let's get focusing this is puddings week week six so they've had desserts week already this year it's kind of a double up yeah considering there are quite a lot of different themes they could have you don't puddings i mean They've tried to make these more of like the heavy typical puddings and dessert was a bit more finesse, maybe. Like desserts was like the custody tarts, that vibe. And puddings is like a sticky toffee pudding, full stop. Like that's kind of what it was. Yeah. Like I think nowadays they have the kind of set weeks, but now they do like the kind of wildly offensive cultural appropriation weeks as well. Maybe that's because they've lost out on these. 
Yeah, probably. Because yeah. they had pies and tarts. That's two. And then they had desserts and puddings, which was two. So that was four episodes and now just in two. Now they have, yeah, just pastry and desserts. Yeah. Um, I thought that a signature was a good challenge. So they had to make two different sponges and two different accompaniments in individual sizes baked, boiled, or steamed in two hours. Sounds quite complicated, but basically it's six of one type of sponge with like a custard or an ice cream and six of another type of sponge with a custard or an ice cream and they have to be in like individual ramekins. Yeah, I thought it was a very good one. The only thing I would say was you, there's not so, like you can't go too far with this. Like it was a bit boring. It's sort of, but it was also more interesting because basically if they just did one, it would be put it in the oven, wait while you make a custard. Whereas yeah. because the oven was used by one of them, it meant that the other one had to be boiled or steamed. I guess the thing was, they a lot of them did the same thing, which you'd be happy because a lot of them did sticky toffee pudding. Yeah. The other thing I would say is, I think this is quite a tough one because as we know, after you've finished, there is quite a bit of a break before judging. And I think for a steamed pudding... You do need pudding, a break after you finish, don't you? <laughs> you do, yeah. A bit of time. <laughs> they take about two hours. But... Uh, they only had two hours as well for this whole thing which was ridiculous but like a steam pudding it doesn't go very like you really have to eat it when it's fresh it doesn't Mm. go very nice after a while and i think some of the judging was probably reflected in that and also throughout the entire challenge we never heard about any of the accompaniments all we heard about was the bake so why did they have to make the accompaniments yeah it only bothers me because as a baker you spend all your time like some of them the the cake will have been fine but they'll have panicked about the ice cream they'll have panicked about the custard and then it's just not in the edit and you just think oh or like crying on the kitchen floor or for you having a nice weekend with your family uh, <laughs> it was awful do yeah. you know what i mean um who did you like i really really liked i mean a lot of the sticky toffee puddings mm. were like oh some of them just looked so good mm. um but i do like a chocolate fondant do you like a chocolate fondant i sort of yeah i think they're overrated Oh, see, like when it's good, when it's got the cake, then the gooey bit. But again, with the judging with this, they're never going to go that gooey. But yeah, I did like Danny's chocolate fondant. I know there was an issue. But chocolate fondants as well, um, you can overbake them, you can underbake them. It's really difficult to get right. And especially if you're not turning them out and cooking them straight away. Yeah, I wouldn't do them for a tent, no, no way. No, because like they have to sit out for two hours. But what you can do to cheat is either, I don't know whether she did this or not, but either you get like a lint truffle and you just put that in the middle. So the cake cooks, but the actual chocolate ball inside just melts. So when you cut into it, you get the kind of melted chocolate middle without having to worry about pulling it out at the right time, as it were. Yeah. Um, but if you want to be a, bit, be a bit more fancy with that, you can do like a um, a ganache ball, make a ganache ball, freeze it, and then put that in the middle of your fondant. That would make it easier because a fondant is just the same mixture and it's just some of it stays molten and some of it bakes. Yeah. Whereas doing something like that as a cheat would mean you're going to get it right. It means that your cake can cook and be even overcooked, but the middle will still be runny. Yes. And you always want to pull it out with the middle still runny, don't you? <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I loved the idea of um, Ryan's sticky ginger and date pudding. Kind of a bit of a twist on the sticky toffee pudding, because toffee puddings always have dates and things in them. But having kind of bits of stem ginger in there sounded nice as well, I thought. Yeah, they definitely roasted him for having self-raising bicarb and baking powder, which I thought was like, the fact of having all three isn't the issue. The issue mm. is if you just have too much. Mm. So if he'd had like self-raising flour and done a pinch of the other two, just give it a bit of a boost. There's nothing wrong with that because they're all essentially the same thing anyway. So mm. I don't know why Mary was coming for him so much. Then um, Danny, you mentioned her fondants, but she made a banoffee pudding with a walnut butterscotch sauce which sounds lovely but she used cavendish bananas 
which she said were like dried bananas that were like dates, which she kind of whizzed up. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, I've no, I've got them, but they've, I've got the chewy banana chips, but they're not called Cavendish bananas. I don't know why she called them those. But they're, because I don't like those chalky banana chips. Mm. I think they're absolutely, absolutely disgusting. Yeah. And the chewy ones are delicious. And they come in a cereal, like the fruit and, fruit and fibre. Oh. Yeah, and you have to stick picking them all out. Yeah, gross that. Um, did you hear how Brendan co- uh, pronounced rhubarb? No, you know how we we call it rhubarb because that was how you spell it at the time. But yeah. he called it rhubarb, <laughs> rhubarb, because he was making a rhubarb ginger and strawberry pudding. That sounds like a person. Just give it to rhubarb. Ru- <laughs> Drag queen name rhubarb. <laughs> James was making clouty dumplings, which in that time is quite tight. But of course, he can't not be Scottish. He's like. Michelle and our year who was like I'm Welsh did I mention them Welsh I'm doing yeah. a Welsh thing I'm Welsh every week he's Scottish one thing I have to say he did his clouty dumplings he was like preparing them on the floor I've noticed in this series a lot of them do a lot of things on the floor like they've got their baking trays just on the carpet they're either making something yeah. or cooling something because that's essentially when Danny um threw a fondant over a foot and it splashed everywhere <laughs> oh, it looked she bad. was it, she was actually just trying to put a baking tray on the floor can we talk about how the, the camera person saw it coming? Because the camera just slowly zoomed in before it had even happened and watched it fall. Oh, awful. She was very, very stressed about that. And I did think she kind of got into her head a little bit. She was like thinking it was the worst thing ever. It wasn't that no, but it, big a disaster. She'd had one of those challenges when one thing happens and then another thing happens and another thing happens. And you're just like... And then you come to judging and realise you probably had the best puddings of the lot. <laughs> but by the end, you're just like, I wish to be dead. I yeah. completely, completely get you. I didn't like the sound of uh, James's banana and clove puddings. Clove shouldn't be in a pudding um, for me. And the other honourable mention I wanted to make was Catherine. Her chocolate walnut whip puddings sounded delicious. It was like a chocolate fondant, but the middle was Italian meringue. It was very clever. The only thing unfortunate for her was, and Mary gave her good credit for the idea, mm. is she didn't, she probably needed a bit more tweaking. You don't have a lot of time to come up with these ideas. So no. she'd done well, but she probably needed a couple more weeks of just practicing things through. I have to say one thing I didn't like, John called his sticky toffee pudding a sticky toff. Oh, I quite like that. Would you I like would a sticky toff? I'd call it a sticky... I love a sticky toff, me. <laughs> really? The stickier, oh. the better. Definitely not a sticky toff. No not normally tops. a fan of a toff, but as long as they're <laughs> sticky, I don't mind. I love an abbreviation. Oh, I do for some of them, but some of them are just like total ick. Sticky toff, no. Sticky toff is great. Um, Like platy-jubes for Platinum Jubilee. Or like me and my friends have re- abbreviations for all the, the London tubes. So like oh. Oxy C, Lezzy Square, Picky C. <laughs> Lezzy Square. <laughs> no, do you not have that? I love it. No, I didn't. I'm going to now. Yeah, we all have like, we kind of like, where, where are we going to meet you? I'll, be, I'll just off, off Lezzy Square or just buy Coffee G, which is Covent, Covent Garden. Like Sticky Toff works in that vibe. Right. We're going to have to write a new tube map. You know the band, The Prodigy? Yeah. I'm calling them The Prodigy at the moment. I'll have to see the Prodge later in the year. It's fun. Are you actually going to go and see the Prodge? I'm, I'm seeing the Prodge. Oh, that's yeah, it's quite exciting. I do have to talk about during the judging. I mean, the judging, they were all slightly overbaked, slightly underbaked, but the flavours were all good for everyone. But Sarah Jane made a lemon pudding, which wasn't really a sponge. And they told her that in the judging. And she just went, I've broken the rules. I can be eliminated. <laughs> and I was like, what are you saying that for? What a silly thing to say. She's so funny. God bless her. She takes things so, so seriously. But she was one of the ones in the judging where Paul and Mary disagreed quite a lot. Yeah, but I was just like, even if you're thinking that, hold it in. <laughs> yeah. Hold it in. All of them this year, tell the judges what's wrong with them and, and get asked to be eliminated. Yeah, yeah. Like me by week seven. Anyway, BB then. There was a BB after that. Did you watch it? Nope. Nope. In the olden days, they built big kitchens to make sweets. Full stop. 
the end. Oh, actually, you know, I started watching the BB for that one for about a minute, not even a minute, probably about 20 seconds. And sure. thought, no. Um, I've also written uh, just next to this bit, watch the rest drunk on the way home after a night out. So good luck to all of us. <laughs> Let's see what I wrote down. Technical was the queen of puddings. I didn't write down how long it was. Um, one hour and 45 minutes. That's not very long. I was sober. Um, <laughs> as a judge, it was baked custard and jam and meringue. So it was really easy. Oh my goodness, really easy. It looked shit. It looked terrible. I'm sorry, of all the things they've done, it was a horrible Pyrex dish, like the cheapest one you can get from the Poundland. And then just this thin layer of custard, which please do not call it custard if you've got breadcrumbs in it. Oop. That is not custard. A grainy custard. Then a layer of jam and she was like, oh, this is the most difficult thing ever. Jam is famously the easiest thing to make. Oh. And then some meringue on top, and that was it. But shall we say that Ryan, who's made it to week uh, six of the Great British Bake Off, has never made custard or jam before. <laughs> well done, Ryan. <laughs> Congratulations yeah. to Ryan. I actually remember a, a moment in the tent where I was doing a technical and we had to make jam. And I looked at one of the food producers in the eye, like panicked. And I was just like, I can't, ha- I don't have time to make jam. And she was like, no, you definitely have time to make jam. And I was like, no, no, no. Jam takes hours to cool <laughs> and set. And she was like, no, no, you're fine. Because I was thinking about making a whole batch of jam. When you've got the big, like, three <laughs> gallons of jam, yeah. 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 Whereas it was like four raspberries that you're just boiling with <laughs> yeah. some sugar and you'll be fine. You're boiling, and you've got a thermometer in the tent that says jam on it. It's got like a thing of the temperature you get to for jam where the pectin works. <laughs> Mary said um, about the meringue, they've got to beat it until it's really, really stiff. Otherwise, if they're really nervous, it'll end up runny. <laughs> But do you do you end up runny when you're nervous? Yes, definitely. <laughs> you're runny when you're not nervous. To be fair, as we all know. Um, and then I wrote boring. That yes, was all I wrote. For it that was challenge. really boring, and it was really disgusting. I that was one of those things. Like most of the things, especially the perfect perfects, you think, oh, give me some of that. This one, no, thank you. Did they have to make a queen of puddings? Like, have they made that? Prof- it rings a bell. That I think someone did it once when it was a pudding challenge someone did a queen of puddings or like a version of queen of puddings right. or it rang a bell in the judging there was lots of talk of crispy tops underbeating and lovely meringue topping they didn't they give enough it a lot. time for the meringues did they because people's meringues were like weeping and giving that yellow oh. juice that was like going down <laughs> into the bottom you never want yellow juice do you we've all seen yellow juice in our time haven't we oh yes god definitely. bless uh, so in seventh place came james <laughs> there's a question mark in alex's eyes do you want to talk about yellow juice you mean like john did I, no, I wasn't meaning John. No, we meant basically when you think you've prepared, but you haven't. And just like the certain motion in the movement that can happen during um, a time when two consenting adults love each other very much or have just met each other on the nap. Um, one, one of the two. Lots of, lots of movement can sometimes dislodge something and result in a kind of yellowy, browny juice. Yeah. Wait, there's piss up there. No, it's shit, Alex. I'm talking about shit. Why is it yellow? You could preserve... What well, you oh, it's Come not. On. But if it's mixed with lube and stuff, it's not necessarily like yellow. It just goes yellowy. Kind of <laughs> Could also be an infection. So. Could also be an infection. <laughs> um, in seventh place came James. <laughs> Sixth was Ryan, and then the top three. Third was Catherine, who's a consistent. She's a consistent middle to top. Danny came second, and Brendan, the king of technicals, came first. Oh, I wrote third for Sarah Jane. Well done, Sarah Jane. I, I boosted you up. I was also drunk, so who knows? Who knows? Um, this is famously a science podcast. Brendan definitely did win, though. Yes. I found, do you know when we talk about X? Ryan afterwards was in like the little filmy bits, and he said, I need to pull out of the bag and try and save my bottom. And the way he said bottom was just a bit weird. Wonder who his bottom is? <laughs> Showstopper then was one large strudel. It could be sweet or savoury in three and a half hours. It's weird they're doing this in a year when they've already done a, a Wellington. It is, but 
I thought this was brilliant. brilliant don't get me wrong, brilliant challenge, and it is different from a, Willing, a Willington. <laughs> different from a Willington, um, because it's a pastry, but it's like it's very much the same concept. And if yeah. you want to do a, a savoury one, you're kind of just doing a Wellington with pastry. Yeah, because it is a big filled oblong of slab. Yeah, a savoury slab. Yeah. I thought it was a brilliant challenge, though. The watching of them stretching and rolling was tense and fascinating. And, and difficult. It's one of those things that people really... Like, most people that have watched Bake Off have attempted a shot cross pastry mm. or some bread. Like, this is really different. And most people who even have been on Bake Off have not tried making that pastry. No, uh, quite difficult to make. Um, did you see Brendan oiling his arms? Yeah, that was quite scary, actually. Um, he's oh. got quite big forearms. For a delicate man, he's got very big manly forearms. He does indeed. And Paul said... Are you going to stretch it out with your elbows? <laughs> Getting in all the way into the elbow. He'd oiled all the way up there and he was going to slide it all the way in. So, Can you imagine? I don't think I want to. Not to yuck someone else's yum, but I don't want to imagine that. Brendan was making a savoury one. So it's a spinach, cheese and walnut strudel. Apparently at the end it was a bit pale, but quite delicious in the end. Um, he got very, very thin layers. He did His get thin layers. Was very, very... He brought a special tablecloth with roses on it, just so he would be able to see the roses through his pastry because it was so thin. He talks about a buffet once a week. <laughs> does, I, yeah. I don't think I've ever put on a buffet for anybody in my entire life. I just love the world he lives in. I think he's so great. Elsewhere in the tent, we'll get to John in a minute, James was piercing his raisins to make sure they absorbed water. So he yeah. spent the time piercing every single one with a needle. And he said, that's the only, that's the only thing that's going to absorb all the juice from the strawberries and the rhubarb which it obviously didn't and also he was using a diabetic needle an orange needle for medical people out there which is the thinnest one ever i don't think that would help raisins absorb anything it felt like a very strange thing that he was doing like if surely if that was a thing people would be doing it already and raisins do absorb liquid because that's you like you let your raisins soak but not up that things. much no, no 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 i mean he'd already tried it and found out especially strawberries give off a lot of juice mm. and so it's always going to be soggy and it was soggy um the taste was nice but the texture was bad for him sarah jane um paul did the famous thing which, where he grabbed her dough and started slapping it on a table and he kept saying you have to grab and twist and flick which is a technique i have used before elsewhere and uh he was smacking it smacking it smacking it then sarah jane went over to show catherine how to do it and catherine just threw it on, on the floor <laughs> threw it on the floor and daddy got green carpet so you can still use it no, no i can't it's full of carpet <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the the floor in the tent is disgusting. And I loved it. They've done such good cutaways at this point because then it was cut to James just saying, it's rubbish. It's total rubbish. That's not a real technique. So it's, it, well, it is. It is nonsense. He's just showboating a bit. We should probably talk about John then. So John, at the very beginning of the challenge, managed to cut his hand on his Magimix, which is grip. I've, I, I accidentally once, one of my scars, that scar there is from um, putting my finger in so I was trying to grind up walnuts for macarons, or as Paul would say, macaroons. And I put my finger in to clear out the, the gunk of the, kind of the, the nuts that got stuck. And then I accidentally pressed the button and I whizzed Ooh. it. And it went right through my finger and it was horrible. It I was didn't even so say sore. that. I thought you meant you were just going to like touch the blade because they can be sharp. Even if you touch it, it can mm. And it was you. so painful and it bled so much. Um, and I'd forgotten this happened to him. I totally forgotten. Because they put a, a blue glove on and then halfway through the challenge, the blue glove had kind of blown up like Violet Beauregard and, they, and it was like blood pouring down his arm yeah it's one of those funny things and then they were like luckily danny's here and she's an intensive care doctor it's like i'm not sure you need an intensive care doctor for a cut on her finger like there was a paramedic stood just behind her they were both there yeah yeah but then i think they tried to keep the paramedic off screen where they can because yes. when the paramedic yeah. attended to me all those times they always used shots of sandy helping me not the paramedic it is one of those things as well i did have a thing with this one from a medical background like blood you don't need a lot of blood for it to look dramatic. Like, there wasn't actually that much. It's because he'd had a glove on it, it filled up. 
But I wonder, because also you have this medical glue now, which is really good. And then paramedic will have definitely had that. And I wonder if John Back himself... Then. Yeah, in 2012, it's not that long ago. <laughs> they still writing on chalkboards. <laughs> <laughs> but John maybe was more distressed by it because he couldn't continue. And probably, he probably could have done mm. if they put some glue and then put him in a glove again. But I was then, I was really confused. Like, so he's just leaving. He's gone. I was So yeah, he, he, Danny looked after, which was so lovely. And Danny gave him some really lovely advice and she was so caring and I loved it so much. Um, but then he was, he just wandered off and then they just said the remaining six bakers and then it yeah. carried on with the challenge. Yeah. It was a bit, I did have to say though, I didn't expect to see so much blood. Like they showed you a lot of the blood. Yes, there was a lot. And when it's like related to food, you kind of think, hmm. Yeah, you'd have thought like when I cut myself, there was lots of blood, but you didn't see it. They kept it all. Maybe back then they wanted to show it so that you could see why he'd been taken off. Yeah. I hope Danny got extra time though, because I'd be fuming. If I'd spent 10 minutes looking after John, then had to... Well, she had a lovely patient, lovely filling. So if she didn't, she's just brilliant. Of all of them, leek, potato, pistachio and gruyere. Gruyere. That one, because the thing is, Catherine, who did roasted veg, couscous, and cheese, had a very good judgment. But I thought hers didn't look as nice. Like couscous inside a strudel is a bit strange for me. Danny's sounded amazing. I'm going to come out against couscous right here, right now. Yeah, it's, it's not. I barely like rice, and couscous is just tiny rice. I love, I love rice, but couscous just seems a bit. I do like it sometimes, but not often. No, I don't like it at all. It's grainy, disgusting, and don't put it into a pastry. I have the Grow name. Up, have a potato. <laughs> I have the name Ryan written and. Not, I haven't even done a dash to like put, start writing. I put Ryan Apple. That's what I did. There we go. Uh, well, he didn't go home. The star baker was Brendan, who was tearful when he got star baker. So that was lovely. And nobody left. I mean, he wasn't only the one tearful. Like loads of people were crying. Sarah Jane mm. thought she might be in trouble. Mm. Catherine was a bit weepy. Who but... do you think would have gone if John hadn't cut up his hand? I think it I think could have been Sarah Jane. Would have been Sarah Jane, yeah. She didn't really have a very good week. But it, I think it was the right decision for nobody to go home. I think that was a it was a good decision. It was a nice decision. It either it either had to be that John just wasn't gonna come back or it was gonna be none yeah. of them. Nobody went home, it was the right decision, and everyone left happy. Well, everyone was crying there. Do you reckon you would have managed to squeeze one out? Uh, I don't think that would have been appropriate. I meant a tear, David. Grow up. <laughs> I shan't. Right, on to this week's taste test, which comes from Spencer, who says that cereal is best eaten after it's been left for five minutes on the counter to go nice and soggy. Hmm, okay. You've got the length of this ad break to decide whether Spencer should walk free or be jailed for life. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, it's us, interrupting the ads to advertise ourselves. Not like that, I'm taken. I'm not, so I'm not not advertising myself in that way. We digress. We're here to talk about our Patreon. Or our OnlyFans, as we like to call it. Each week, we upload bonus content such as ad-free and extra episodes, exclusive Q&As, behind-the-scenes content, and more. And all of that could be yours for the small price of a coffee each month. Or we also have an annual membership available for a cheeky discount. And you get the added bonus of knowing you're helping us to keep the podcast in your ears each and every week to join us all you need to do is visit patreon.com forward stroke sticky bum boys we'll see you there this is beyond ick for me like i actually you know if i see soggy cereal it actually makes me feel a bit sick which cereal and i mean conflicts all of the cereals there's ones that can go soggy like a weetabix it doesn't matter so much all i like to eat it quick enough so it doesn't but things like rice krispies or oh, see, cornflakes see, it's like it's like a crumble the best bit is like the border between sog and crisp do you know the all brand ones but like the kind of slightly curvy ones like little half cylinders oh you mean shredded wheats no no, no like the half cylinder it's called all brand it's lovely oh but that's nice to being a bit crunchy a bit soggy i love i love putting my weetabix into into a bowl with the milk put it into the microwave no it goes soggy, but then the top bit goes slightly kind of chewy. Oh. Okay, so there's not. This isn't going to be a jail, but there needs to be a place for people like you and Spencer that can go and enjoy these, <laughs> enjoy these places. This cereal where you don't need teeth. It sounds <laughs> disgusting. Like it's meant to be cold, fresh milk, crunchy. When it starts going soggy, and especially not into even just pouring. When people pour warm milk on it, it goes soggy How straight away. How quickly are you eating your bowl? Really quick. In fact, I have to have the cereal next to me so that I only put a small amount in, so I can have it like really crunchy and fresh. Well, don't bother with the milk then. Oh, and I still need some kind of slackness. Be too much, otherwise, be <laughs> famously. And um, so we disagree. I think you're absolutely grand, but you think jail. Yeah, jail. So community service. Community service. And you'll just have to sweep the streets. You'll have to clean the tent. That would oh be God, a what an service. awful job. Oh yeah, Who was it they dirty. made clean the tent themselves? Was it last series? They made someone... Did they? It was Holly. Yeah, Holly was... End... <laughs> there was like a shot oh, of yes. Holly just wiping yeah. her bench after judging. Yeah. Like she can, He can join Holly. Okay, on to the inbox. And this first one is from Harmony. Lovely name. Hi, boys. I'm from Colorado. And I wanted to thank you for telling us that we can watch these old seasons on Roku. Do you know what? Loads of people 
keep on saying we can't watch these seasons in America. You can on Roku. But also, we didn't know that. We were told that by somebody off Oh, Patreon. no, I just feel like we've said it a lot. But I guess people, we it just shows that we've got to keep on saying it, basically. Sure. Keep on watching them. They're on Roku. When does it, um, when does it move to Netflix? Is it Channel 4 times? I thought it was before then. We'll have to research that, actually. My question is... <laughs> you you said your... it like we're not going to forget and never talk about it ever again. <laughs> Alex is writing it down in his phone. Oh, oh no, no, he's, he's just doing something else. <laughs> um, my question is, during your season, were you told not to roll your eyes? Watching the second season, there's a lot of eye rolling, especially in the technical, and I've never noticed it in later seasons. If not, were there any etiquette rules they did mention? Love the pod. I look forward to listening all week. Um, I don't think they... Do you know what the clever thing, not the clever thing, but what they, what people don't necessarily realise when they're watching and you realise when you, you're on it is you could be rolling your eyes at any time. Mm. There are cameras on you continuously and you can roll your eyes at any point and then they can use that when they want it to make it look like you're running your My eyes. My favourite ever is the, is the classic shot where they kind of set up two bakes in competition and then someone gets praised and they jump cut to the other person who's like scowling. Yes. It's my favourite thing in the world. And the thing is there's loads, not even, there's a lot of sitting around. So there's quite often these times where we're sitting at our benches and let's say it's like a 20 minute section where they're playing with some cameras or mm. fiddling with things. And while they're fiddling, what are you going to do? Didn't fiddle with me. You might watch it, but if not, you're just going to be looking around the tent. You'll be yawning. Because obviously sometimes they use a yawn as well to make you look bored and mm. things. So I don't think they have told people not to roll their eyes. I don't think there is any etiquette. It's just maybe different seasons they use that more. And judging takes, like especially in the early weeks, oh. it took like two and a half hours to get through everybody. It's... So you just sat there on a bench waiting. I was so happy when people went home every week. Just only... Not because I didn't like them, some of them, only because it was name like, oh, this... their names. <laughs> no, it was more just because every time I'd just be thinking, oh, next time this will go a little bit quicker. And it didn't always because sometimes there was like, there was one time, can you remember when there was the aeroplanes going round? Yeah. And it just kept on going and we were just stuck. And every time they're like, oh, we have to stop with the sound, stop because of the sound. Oh my goodness, it dragged and dragged. Yeah, it was awful. I will say though, etiquette rules. I remember in the first week, after every person's judging, we all clapped as they walked back to their bench. <laughs> yes. And, like, and, it, and they, they were getting so frustrated, but they didn't tell us until afterwards. And they were like, you can't do that. It's exhausting. It takes up too much time. And also like, they then can't use any shots of them walking back because everyone's just like cheering and jolly clapping. Yeah, I do remember that. I, I actually had forgotten it, but I do remember. And the other etiquette rules were that we got told off after week two or three, just because we kept kept trying to help each other during the technicals yes yeah and they really didn't like that we which were is fair to be i can understand why they didn't like that we were particularly kind of rule breaking the technicals weren't we because we actually definitely kind of got told especially like stop looking around at people's benches stop helping each other stop telling each other things i think we were all very eager to go and help each other and actually even in the final moments of each challenge when we were well, when you were famously finished 20 minutes early, but we wanted to go and help other people to help them finish. Yeah. But sometimes what they wanted were the, basically they need the shots of you doing the final touches to your bake so they can put in that dramatic music. And if you've got five of you crowded around for every single time, they don't get those kind of shots of you doing some delicate piping or... Yes, they'll use it on a couple of stories, won't they? And I think sometimes I've had it where people have, I've noticed people talking about it in tweets. I remember someone saying about Giuseppe one time saying like, he just stood there and talked about this person as they're flapping away. It's like, yeah, he probably went over and they said, Giuseppe, go, go back to your bench. Yeah. And then he stood there just having to watch. I um, tried to blow torch Rosie and they went, oh no, <laughs> blow torch Rosie's, <laughs> Rosie's bake. <laughs> you tried to blow torch Rosie. And they told me off, I couldn't work out why. <laughs> Right, next question comes from Alison. 
Do you think conical sieves are for purees and rounded sieves are for dry goods? Dry goods, that's a really strange way of putting it. I do love you both, but I know you don't like compliments. From Alison, brackets, not Taylor Swift. It is famously Taylor's middle name, Taylor Alison Swift. Um, I, we, to be honest, Alison, I don't know if you were listening to the science podcast we do, <laughs> but Michael had already said it's just because of the gravity. <laughs> That would make sense though, because for a puree, you'd be able. There's more like purchase to rub your spoon up and down. Oh yes, yeah. I do think they they do remind me of Madonna boobs more than anything else, though. What are those sieves that are kind of like they look like the conical one, but they look like sheet metal, and only when you get really close, you see tiny, tiny, tiny little holes. I don't think I know those ones. I think they're you the ones. You spend your actually... time in actual professional kitchens, though. <laughs> I've, I've never seen them. I think they're ones really for purees because it's just for like put. You can really force things through very oh. small holes. <laughs> Simon has written to us. Simon is a man of not too many words, doesn't have very many compliments. He just says, my cakes keep sticking to my pans. What can I do? 11 words total. It was a DM, I think, this one. Um, I actually made, so famously, Bunt Tins and I have had a a rocky relationship in the past. I made a Bunt cake yesterday or day before, just forgot to line it at all. Put No, (laughs) didn't even grease it. I just poured it all in, (laughs) turned out to down it, tore in half. And I was like, oh, fuck's sake. Sometimes when it's a brand new tin, sometimes they've got quite a good non-stickness to them. Mm. But Bunt Tins especially aren't great. I do. uh, I don't know how you do it. I, I grease my bottom, I line my bottom, and then I grease my sides. And that's me. Yeah, I That's used like to. like a normal like cil- uh, cylinder tin, like round yes, tin. Yeah, I do similar to you, although still sometimes I line the sides. When I was a kid, I used to just grease with some margarine and then tap some, put some flour in and tap it all tap round. It around. And it's only recently that now I just line with everything. I never used to use paper at all. I use it for everything. I've, I've actually got reusable kind of eight inch rounds that I put into the bottom of them. They're a bit like... Oh, silicon. Like, no, they're not silicon. It's like a reusable baking paper, basically. But it oh. means I don't have to cut it out each time. And I also don't have so much wastage either. That's good. And you can buy, you can buy the ones that are specially sized. So mm. they're like 20 centimeter circles. If you're doing things. a square one, I would say don't bother doing all the sides. So do the two two sides opposite each other. And kind of put a, put a bit of overhang on it. So it's like a bit of parchment that kind of leans all the way over. And then you can just use the sides to kind of lift it up. Yeah, in general, those kind of tins, like you said, you can usually just slide a knife around it. Mm. The biggest problem is where you've got tins that have structures that have bits in the middle. And for those ones, there is a spray, which I have to say... Non-stick by... Is, um, is it PME? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's good. amazing. And yes, it's an aerosol, so it's not best for the environment. But my goodness, I remember... Well, they do an oil one. That I, I you, can, you can brush it. An oil one that you can brush. Oh, but the spray. Is it good? It is really... When I think Phil had one in our year, and I didn't, I was just using butter. So I went over and borrowed it. And basically, as I went to turn my cake out, it like jumped out of the tin mm. onto the cooling rack. They, they are so good. I also swear by a loose bottom. I'm not I'm not about a fixed bottom now. Oh, the sprung, the sprung tin. Is it sprung? Oh, not the ones sprung, oh, but just a loose, loose bottom. Just, the, yes. just a loose bottom. Yeah, a loose bottom. The one that you end up kind of wearing like a bangle by mistake. Yes, I agree. I love those. If you're doing a bunt tin, I would say grease it and then put a bit of flour in and then kind of tap it around. If it's like a complex kind of pattern, I would melt the butter, brush the butter on and like make sure it doesn't trickle down to the bottom. And if the butter is too liquidy, put the whole bunt tin and the butter into the fridge until it's kind of pasty butter and you can rub it up and down the sides. Yeah. And then you tap flour in and then 
pour it all out. But if you're doing a chocolate cake, tap cocoa powder in because then the cocoa powder does the same thing as performing in a barrier, but it doesn't leave the kind of white crusty bits white on the crusty. top. And there is, people always talk about a lining paste that Nancy from Bake Off did, but it's not hers. It's been around forever. But that, some people like it. I don't love it. It doesn't work. No. It doesn't work. And it leaves a disgusting like salt dough on the outside. And you know what? Some people like Michael tested it because he had to do a million tests of his bunt. Right. Onto the Olympics. Um, so you ready? I'm ready. You said that was some determination. <laughs> I'm ready. Whenever you're ready. I'm ready. <laughs> so the first one, the thought of him hula hooping. <laughs> you know, that only works as a nick for me if they can't hula hoop. <laughs> no, for me, it's the it's the practicing. It's like that person doing the trapeze artisting. <laughs> Like yes. it was the fact that he could do it was fine. So like a man doing hula hooping, great for me. It's the thought of him practicing hula hooping, practicing hula hooping, and having a really concentrated face. It's mortifying that they're practicing it, and I can't tell you why because it's not something you're born with. But the fact they're practicing and taking oh, it just oh god, it makes me feel like it's so awful. I do get that. That is an ick. I agree with that ick because I think some of these ones I'm just like, some of these are not icks for me. Um, next one, people who wear mismatched socks. I don't really mind. I, I, I wouldn't. I don't mind it. I think it's an ick if they're doing it for a stylistic choice. If they just put on socks and like there's one that's... I, I look at Alex as if he's obviously definitely going to have mismatched socks. Of all the people <laughs> in this room, Alex, can we see your socks, please? Especially because I just said it as like, if they're just someone that randomly puts... Oh, no, they're not. They're, they're matching just, socks. They're just horrible socks. <laughs> so if someone just puts... <laughs> If someone just like randomly puts on two socks and they're just great, I actually put on socks that were Nick's socks from yesterday. How disgusting is that? Yeah, you're gross. Yeah. Um, you <laughs> I'm always as gross as Alex. If you just put on two socks and they're like almost matching, they don't match, and like you're just a bit lazy, fine. But if you think it's stylistic to put on two I would different agree. socks. Um, I must say, Alex has like really made an effort to change his dress sense since you criticized him last, like a couple of months ago. Has he? Like, and, he's, and he looks great. And now you're just slagging off his socks and I'm just really upset for him to be. It does look really good. I haven't slagged off his fashion sense. You did. It was, it was, we've been doing this podcast for a year. It was a long time ago. It was about matching colours and things. Was it because he was wearing, oh, was it two colours that didn't match? It was two colours that were too close, but adjacent. Maybe you could go on to one of those colour theory costumes. But today he's it? wearing beige chinos, white t-shirt. He's looking great. The pocket matched the jacket. Oh, very nice. The See, look, he's trying. He does look really good. <laughs> Yeah, the socks are a no. Um, the, sock, the socks aren't, but they just look like teacher's socks. A teacher that thinks they're cool. They are giving Marks and Spencer socks. Yes, they're Marks and Spencer's. Um, next can't one. Mine are ASOS and, and mine are Nike, and I just got them for free. <laughs> so the next one eating a burger with cutlery. <laughs> yeah. If you cut it in half, that's okay. And then you use your hands. Manageable. I was having pancakes with someone the other day, like the American pancakes, and they would eat the whole pancake they ate with cutlery. That gave me the ick as well. I think pancakes I would have to use a knife and fork for. Not a crepe, a pancake. Yeah. The kind of one you can just pick up with your hands. A pancake. They're too, they're too thick. A pancake. They're not, too, they're not that thick. And they're sticky. No, but... Um, okay, well, that's a big ick for me as the well burger, as the burger. The, burgery, the burger cutlery is an ick. Yeah. Anything else that you can't eat with cutlery that gives an ick? Well, we, we argued about pizza the other week, didn't we? Because I would eat pizza with cutlery, but I think that's accessible. Yeah, not to a donut. But you're you're a talking about sweets now. This is a savoury item. Yeah. Next one. <laughs> oh, no. Swimming with goggles on. <laughs> <laughs> also, there's, there's goggles and there's goggles. I'm just picturing like really old fashioned 80s I'm style goggles. I'm picturing the pink ones. Yeah, the ones that when you take them off, you've got these massive like <laughs> marks around your eyes. I do think goggles, I, I do I do look at them a bit and go, just open your eyes. 
Yeah, or just close your eyes. I can't open my eyes underwater, but I, I don't wear goggles either. I don't swim. The next one is definitely not Nick for me. The thought of him sitting in a bath quietly. Yeah, I don't think that's sad. I think that's more of a turn on than anything else. A turn on? Yeah, I quite like the idea of someone sitting in a bath quietly. <laughs> really? Not if they're rocking back and forth. That's not going to be a turn on, but... Yeah, I don't think that's a bad one. No, I, I think that's quite I think nice. that's fine. Yeah. I disagree with that one. Next one. When automatic doors don't open for him. <laughs> oh, God, that's bad, isn't it? That is, that's one of... That must be one of the most mortifying things. Mm. Especially if you've just seen it opening for other people as well. Mortifying. Mortifying. So I was talking to my friend Lauren about X this week. Um, and we were talking about vaping. And uh, her partner has got a... I'm going to... I'll credit her with this joke. It's Lauren Patterson. Very funny comedian. She's a Geordie. Do you look her up? She said... She said... Who should mind me sharing this? She said her partner has bought like a 6,000 puff vape pen. One of those like really big ones. And she says it looks like he's smoking a hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those really big yeah. ones. They definitely give me the ick. And yes, she, said, she said, if he inhales too hard, he's going to upload himself to the cloud by mistake. <laughs> that is good. But those mega vapes give me the ick. Yeah, you have to grasp them. If there's a whole handful, that's not a vape. <laughs> it's, an entire, it's like drinking a beer with two hands. Smoking should be with fingers, not hands. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, right, so we've got, in the Olympics, we've got missing the beat drop on the song, mm. head stuck in a t-shirt, mm. asking the surf what the soup of the day is, <laughs> holding, holding the door open and making someone jog. <laughs> One long fingernail and thinking you're stepping on a crunchy leaf and it's not. I think it's a thought of him practicing hula hooping for me. I, I'm happy to go with that one, yeah. Practicing hula hooping. Because that is really good as well. <laughs> I love these Olympics. Please keep sending them in. Well, that's a lot for the week. Is this the bit where you try and think of a creative way to ask people to get in touch? At this point, David, I've written nearly 50 scripts and I'm running out of ways to beg. Hey, I wrote a couple. You famously got ChatGPT to do it for you. True. How about I do a good natural beg? Go for it. Please, please, please get in touch with us. We love your stories, questions, thoughts and all those important Olympics. If you don't, we all end up listening to Michael's dating woes and weird, weird, weird Facebook marketplace habits. All right, David. Remember, you can join our OnlyFans for bonus content and there's loads of stuff on there. If you join now, you get a whole year's worth of Q&As, recipes and all that extra tea that we have spilled over the last 50 episodes. We're also beginning to peel our eyes now as we reckon the latest series of Bake Off is just around the corner. We'll be pausing our coverage of past series to jump straight into the new series when it comes out. But fear not... We'll go back to where we left off afterwards. All very exciting. Right, we'll leave you to your day now. Keep them sticky. Ready for the boring bit? Let's go. The Sticky Bun Boys are not endorsed by or affiliated with Love Productions, The Great British Bake Off, or any of its subsidiaries. All views and opinions are our own. The Great British Bake Off and all related content are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Oh, very professional, David. In one breath. <laughs> We're all just having a bit of fun, aren't we? <laughs> 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.